speak the charm of make charm of make charm There will come a time on the planet Earth when science and technology will be long forgotten. When wizards will rule the world. This is the Arnamancy Podcast. Exploring esotericism, tarot, magic, and the occult. I am Reverend Eric. Welcome back to the Arnamancy Podcast. I am here today with Alex Bullen of the Alex Cast, and this is the first episode that I've recorded, or that we are recording in my new studio thing. This isn't a studio, but I mean, I've got like, you know, a thing. This is as much a studio as Echo Chamber Studios, which I record out of, and that's got the word studios at the end. Ooh, I'm going to call this Arnamancy Studios. Yeah. You could do that. Arnamancy Ritual Studio. I think you do a little better than that. Maybe like some kind of like, you know, Temple of Solomon Studios or like BJ Studios. BJ Studio. Uh, I, I think yeah, that's probably that might, taken. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I, I would just want to tell the listeners, um, first of all, that this, so I just got a Rodecaster Pro and this is literally is the first time that, that uh, I've tried to record an actual episode with this. And Alex has graciously decided to come over and criticize everything that I do. I'm not criticizing anything you do. I am trying to critique uh, the the sound quality in my headphones because you invited someone that's been podcasting since before podcasting was invented, and you you should have expected that. No, I'm so impressed. Like this is like the best piece of equipment I've recorded on outside of a proper professional like goes out on radio wave studio. Oh, I was gonna try to play a soundbite right there, um, but um. Yeah, I, I'm impressed too. I I love this thing so far, and it ha- I I sort of anticipate that it's going to reduce my post processing uh, time and requirements by like eighty percent, which might mean that I will be able to reduce or you know release more episodes or something of that nature. But I I don't really know. You know, I've I've seen your setup a zillion times, although not really from your point of view. But I always get the impression that you kind of have it all set up so that you can just record straight into something. You maybe have to do a little bit of chopping up, and you turn it into an MP3, and it's done. Uh, no, no, inc- in- incorrect. Oh, well. <laughs> mine, mine is set up for um, cheapness, not quality. It, you know, my, my setup is, <clears throat> uh, and I like to do it this way: um, is I get just a raw wave file through. Uh-huh. Well, it's not raw wave, but it goes into Audacity, mm-hmm. and then I run um, this thing called Chris's Dynamic Compressor, mm-hmm. which is this thing that was made about eight years ago by this podcast guy who passed away and then like the whole podcast community went you made the best compressor ever and they've kept it up as like this in memoriam for this guy which is awesome so i just all i do is i run um background noise removal Mm -hmm. and i run that and add the theme song and put it out there which uh that's still still a a pretty light load compared to well that's because i don't edit uh on john alex hate stuff uh what i like to call my good podcast uh that one we do a fair amount of editing uh, which is kind of the same order of operations, except uh, we have to do a whole bunch of playback and chopping right. up because I have a co-host in there and that show hasn't been on its last legs for seven years. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's a little different. Uh, all right. So tonight we are um, going to talk about uh, occult themes in Dune and maybe we'll eat some gum. 
Yeah, I was, I was going to bring that up. So I was going to my, my eye doctor, and I was, I was a little early, and I was walking by this kitschy store um, where um, I made the horrible pun when I saw these Dune playing cards, which I said, uh, kitsch shop, buy a pack. Exactly. That was perfect. Thank um, you. Thanks for setting that up. Uh, John, my co-host, and I at one point were sitting at a bar we like, and we're making Quitsack Hatterack puns for about a half an hour. And it was, you know, a uniquely nerdy thing. Mm-hmm. I think I won with Quartz Watch Havasek. Okay. That's not so much a, that's not a ba that's more of a, ugh. I don't have a, ugh. Well, you need, you need a, you need a, you just broke my soul, ugh. Yeah, that's, that's well, you, true. you can pull that one out. So yeah, I have these two packs <laughs> of cards uh, that I purchased for way too much money. Um, one has, um. I think that's supposed to be the Baron Harkonnen. That's totally the Baron Harkonnen. Okay, I don't know the movies super well, and then Paul Atreides on the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So um, Baron... I know the books a lot better than the movies. Yeah. So these are they're, they're, these must be from the these must be from like eighty five. Yeah, whenever the movie Is there came a out. Date yeah. on them. Nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, one of them is Paul Atreides, and one of them is Baron Harkonnen. I can remember if that was. Or, what, I thought that was the Beast Raban. Oh no! No, the Beast, Beast Raban is um, Sting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I think this problem is because the word beast was fucking me up. Also, I don't really like that movie that much. I like the books. You know, I, I don't like dislike the, the movie. The movie is better if you try to treat it as, a, as its own thing. If you try to treat it as something that can match or even like come close to the books, you don't really... It's hard to do. And I, I remember thinking this when I was a kid where uh, when I after I read Dune for the first time, the movie had probably been out. I don't... I don't think I read Dune before the movie came out, but I remember thinking like, how are they going to do a movie of this? Because half of this book, it's all like dialogue in somebody's head. Like so much of the book is like somebody thinking about stuff. And yeah. And I remember sort of uh, being really baffled by how that would happen. And then watching the movie and I'm not sure that anybody, well, this is an experience I had a lot, like so many uh, sort of uh, sword and sorcery and alternative science fiction movies from the, from the early eighties were so dark and gloomy and weird. Uh, and, and I, and I mean like murky in terms of like the lighting and the setting and everything was just so murky. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think felt- that was a, 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 an FX decision that, um, uh-huh. using the kind of primitive blue and green screen they had back then. Yeah. I think if the scenes were darker, it was easier. You can get away with using shitty special effects. At least that's according to a YouTube video I watched once. <laughs> I used to watch a lot of special effects videos. Uh, I, I have a lot of time on my hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, Dune, there are what, like... So Dune has a long history, and there are, I think, like six books in the original series that Frank Herbert well, wrote. Yeah, and I mean... And so, yeah. his son expanded it with prequels and sequels and... And we're not going to talk about any of that stuff, and we're not even going to like cater to hardcore Dune fanatics in this episode because I, there's no way I could keep up with them. Well, for me, I think of Dune, and so I think of Dune as uh, original Dune through God Emperor, which I think is the story. It's the first four books. Yeah, I think there's four in that series, but it's it's Paul Atreides coming to his power in the first book through uh, so i guess spoiler alert for books from the you don't, there's 70- there's no such thing as spoilers <laughs> yeah, yeah, books okay. years ago. so yeah <laughs> um to to uh leto uh the second exploding on the rocks and having his his consciousness go back into the soil right that's right. that's that's dune to me those books 
there's two other books after that that Frank wrote. That yeah, Chapter House Dune and and the other one. Um, uh, yeah, maybe not even in that order. But I, which I don't dislike, but they're not the they're they don't hold my interest the way those. I think those four is like that is a miraculous bit of storytelling that does the the Joseph Campbell hero mythos you know hero cycle you know hero of a thousand faces so fucking well. Oh boy, like those are. I mean, I don't know if you could do it better. And those next books are like, those are perfectly good science fiction set in the same universe. Well, <laughs> I kind of feel like by the time you get to God Emperor of Dune, the the Atreides characters, you know, so it's it's late at the second for that point. And then I think, isn't there some sort of like distant granddaughter of, of Paul Atreides or something? But um, Yeah, that's part of the breeding program. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but Duncan Idaho turns into the main character. So you get the... I yeah. Say the word. Go. I think it's a gola. 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 That's yeah. how I'm going to say it. It's spelled G H O L A. But I think so. I think it's supposed to be like ghoul with a golem. So gola. Gola. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I don't. I think Frank Herbert was more of a reading about uh, Semitic studies than knowing anything about yeah. the Catafella. <laughs> so it's a. Uh, so basically, uh, Duncan Idaho gets gets resurrected or regenerated. Well, he he's so Duncan Idaho's been resurrected the entire time. Mm-hmm. So once Leto takes place, he's had these series of Duncans that he just keeps rebuilding and yeah. rebuilding uh as almost like it's like he's the um the blueprint of the old man. He's mm-hmm. he actually it reminds me of and this is it's very much based on this guy on your table here. Um oh, yeah, but our, it reminds me of Viking head. But your ceramic Viking head looks like Zardoz. And it reminds me of Sean Connery and Zardoz where he is this primal rapey male and the world no i mean it is if you watch the movie that's what he represents but but that's what duncan is is that he's so the whole point of 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 leto's uh when he becomes the god emperor becomes this giant fucked up worm thing is that he literally he bred rape out of humanity that's the point of his genetics program Mm. is i mean he says it like they no longer rape He's, he's trying to get men and women and that's part of we were talking about before the show like how the like kind of occult works into it but him what he's trying to do is uh rebalance the divine masculine and divine feminine by Hmm. not neutering the divine masculine but allowing it to be in more kind of yin yang flow with the other it's interesting uh especially if you take that theme into uh the last two books um chapter house dune and Whatever the heck, God, this is going to bug me. I, there are two books. Well, I can look it up. Okay, well, you look well, it up. You, you well, I'll talk about this. Yeah. So one of the things that happens um, when you get to the fifth and sixth books, they jump ahead in the future ten thousand years, and this um, other branch of the Bene Gesserit, which is this like uh, clan of of strange psychic warrior nuns. I don't know how else to describe them. Uh, so this other branch comes back, and when they come back, they have developed the Bene Gesserit's you know, psychic powers in different directions. And one of the things that they have is like addictive sexual prowess. So, um, so it's almost like an unbalancing then at that point, because the, the, these, these new warrior nuns who come back from the, from the outer rim of the galaxy. Is that or whatever, heretics of Dune? Heretics of Dune and, and, and chapter, and chapter house. house. Dune? Yeah. Chapter house was the one that I thought you had right. Okay, um, I knew I had Chapter House right. So it's Heretics of Dune, and though it's, it says Chapter House Dune, it says by Brian Herbert, and it's saying that that's by his kid. No, that's not right. Then, yeah, um, I can't find. Um, boy, when you try to okay, wait, wait, right, Wiki, Dune books, Dune books from uh, on Wikipedia. Um, well, no, the problem is uh, if you try to search for them, all the other ones come up as well. Even in the the first thing I found was the Wikipedia, and it didn't like. Uh, 
and now it's this is bad this is bad alex we live in a we live in a demented age things have diminished and the original dune books are now hard to find i'm sure actually there's probably uh you know social issues with frank herbert at this point where he's considered some sort of weird freak but well the um oh okay so it's um so it goes dune dune messiah children of dune god upper of dune heretics of dune and chapter house dune okay okay so so my first result was just um um wrong okay that makes sense yeah that's that's what i remember okay me too but it was one of those oh and you know i'm super excited about uh 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 denis villanue uh which i or dennis villanueva i don't know if he's french or spanish uh, the guy that did Blade Runner 2049 is directing uh-huh. the new Dune movie. There's a new Dune movie? Well, it's coming out soon, yeah. But it's by the guy that did Blade Runner 2049, which is a I beautiful seen movie. That yet. Oh, you should see it. It's okay, beautiful. I will. Yeah. I will. My other podcast is a movie podcast audience. <laughs> you should listen to that one. Nobody My real podcast tell. is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but one of the things that's super fascinating about Dune in general, and I, I want to give a disclaimer here. I've read the those six Dune books maybe three or four times, but it's probably been a decade since I read them last. So my, my recollection of them isn't going to be perfect. And, um, and I definitely never read them in the past, sort of looking for occult patterns or occult influences on them. But, uh, but I do remember sort of feeling like, Oh, there's some interesting things in here. One of them that I think is, is really prevalent is this, um, this idea of sort of like, uh, cellular memory or like maybe like Akashic memory. So the Bene Gesserit, like one of their powers or one of their abilities is when they go through their initiation ceremony, they gain sort of like uh, the memories of all of their whole string of initiators before them. Yeah. All the, all the women of the Bene because it's only yeah. women that can take the water of life is what they use. Right. And then when they go through this initiatory psychedelic experience of taking the water of life, they gain all the memories of previous Bene Gesserit before them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, which, I mean, I think that's, that's, that has a certain, obviously like initiatory aspect to it, but I think that's the kind of Judaic thing where it goes through of like there being a maternal line, Mm-hmm. Even though I guess they're not technically maternal, but I mean, you know, I, I guess through through the through the uh, mother, you're considered Jewish, even though it's a, yeah, it's an interesting system where it's patriarchal but also matriarchal. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. matrilineal, matrilineal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're, you're, I think you're you're uh, referencing another thing that we were talking about before we started recording, which is that um, in the fifth and sixth books, uh, Judaism becomes really important and. <laughs> He never comes out and says it really explicitly. No, he does. He literally at one point he, they literally he, he calls them the people, and he and they all have Jewish names and and I don't know. No, if through he, the first few books they do, but I, I'm pretty sure in either five or six, it's or maybe even in the first four, it's explicitly said that these are the this is oh. the, the the like the tradition of Judaism, like carried I think, on. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. But, I, in the in the um, in the early books, they talk a lot about uh, uh, the Orange Catholic Bible. Yes. Um, and that's that's an interesting reference too because it references uh, both like the House of Orange, which was a really powerful Protestant political family, and the Catholics who never got along with the House of Orange, yeah. or at least you know not after Protestantism happened. Um, and I didn't catch that reference at all when I was a kid, and it wasn't until I reread it as an adult where I was like, oh, yeah, Orange. <clears throat> well, I should also uh, just because you gave a slight dis- disclaimer, let me give one as well. I've read the, the, those four books a number of times in my life. Mm-hmm. It has been a few years. Yeah. So we're both, I just, I just, I felt like, oh boy, I'm set up here as a bit of an expert and I'm not at all. I, I, I don't think any, <laughs> I don't think anybody should consider either of us experts. Yes. At this I point. just want to make sure that we're not like, uh, cause you know, again, my other show, uh, 
the idea is we watch a movie, then it's very fresh in our mind and we talk about it. <laughs> this is not what, 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 what is happening here. This is uh, memories of a book I read, you know, a couple of years ago at this point, but I've read it a bunch of times and we've got playing cards. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, like, uh, uh, I asked you to come over to to help me like set up and troubleshoot and play with this podcasting equipment because you've got so much experience. Uh, and and I, and then you were like, "Do you have a topic?" I was like, "And then you came over and you're like, "I have a topic. It's Dune." I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> yeah." Well, so I bought those cards as as, yeah. as I was telling us uh, the audience, and um, I realized I was going to open them when I came home, and I'm like, "Oh wait, I'm going on Eric's show tomorrow. I should keep them." keep them unopened because this might be a way to you know one have something to do and then you know a topic but i was thinking before we get maybe we should as occultists let's open a pack and see if any pop out yeah let's, let's okay okay let's, let's what, look for pop out. um describe this pack well so so it's dune trading I, well, there'll be pictures in the show notes okay. um uh, oh we should i guess we should take pictures of these before we open them yeah yeah I got some great photos of this. Okay, yeah. so uh, here, let, why don't you open that one? Okay, I'm going to open the Baron Harkonnen. All right. Um, ooh, on, on the back, there's an ad for try the new Tropical Razzles. Ooh, uh, I want some Tropical Razzles. Yeah, I don't know if those still exist, but... Um, Mine says try new soft double bubble. Oh, fantastic. Well, we should we should point out these, these are dextrose corn syrup, not even high fructose. They probably haven't even invented high fructose corn syrup yet. Ooh. Sugar, softeners, artificial flavor, and color. And BHT to maintain freshness. I have opened old trading cards with gum in them uh, not too long in the past. Yeah. That 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 uh, the softeners don't last. The the gum yeah. ends up turning into like weird stuff. But okay, so let, let's see if there's any kind of occult stuff we can we can glean from the trading cards. Us, okay. us being uh, cartomancers ourselves. Yeah, I want to mention a couple other interesting occult things that happen in Dune. Oh no, so a hundred percent. So I, a lot of the stuff in Dune. Oh God, that looks so gross! Oh, the gum, the, oh, gum, the gum is just crumbling to pieces. It's stuck. Oh, I didn't. I just to be fair, I I didn't mean to say let's. Hey, let's. I want to talk about the occult stuff in Dune. I I, I felt like I jumped in here over there. I thought there'd be occult things in here, and oh, then we could right. use these as because there's we're we're. I'm seeing stuff something right away. We're like, fortune tellers. We, we should are. have cards on the table to tell us what to talk about. <laughs> Our first thing is the Sand Rider Express. This Sand is a Rider sticker. Express. Uh, it's number thirty-five or forty-four. What's uh, on the back? What's on the it's back? A, on the back, it says Baron Harkonnen. All right. Um, that's not very okay. Maybe my, this was a bad idea. I shouldn't have interrupted you. No, no. Uh, that no. says Paul Atreides, the Fremen. Or, oh, so these are pictures. For, oh my God! I used to have some of these cards. On the back, it says our shared enemy, the Harkonnens, once again control Arrakis. We must destroy them and all spice production. You can destroy a thing, controls a thing. Um, that's true. Uh, there's Baron Harkonnen receives his treatment. Um, Gross. I remember that scene. A brilliant red color marks the Fedakin, which is... Those are the... Well, I don't I don't know, because they're Fremen in the book. No, no, the Fedakin are like the Fremen um, elite. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raban and Fade. The Baron enters the throne room. Duke, Leto, and Paul arriving. Yeah, there's nothing very... I'm sorry I brought this up. <laughs> A worm attacks. Hey! Uh, Peter... Repays Doctor UA for services. So okay, there, wait, maybe you're, you open yours. So Let's it, see if there's anything okay, okay. occult so, in yours. Hold on, don't don't throw your, your gum away. I think we should try that. Oh no, we're definitely going to try that. Okay, um, so mine says try new soft double bubble. Apologies for interrupting you, Eric. I was really confident that we were going to get a card in here. Like the first card up was going to be something that spoke of occulty stuff, and and I failed miserably, and I feel I feel a cad. <laughs> No need to apologize. No need to apologize. Oh, don't start that again. 
Uh oh, I ripped the paper. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right, again, I've got the gum. Oh, gross. God. Yeah, the gum ah! is stuck to the. That is a sticker that you, that you're that ah! you're trying to peel it off of. Well, you know what? The gum and the sticker are. Let me, as let me see one. if I can. Uh, I'll try to extricate that while you you look at the other ones. But the uh, my sticker is uh, Doctor Ua, who is played by is that uh, Dean Stockton? Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean. No, no, that's Dean Stockton. Dean Stockton. Dean Stockton. Oh, I don't know. I get them mixed up. Uh, so let's see. I've got uh, Peter oh, yeah, stuck. delivers Duke Leto's message. Uh, the fierce, the fierce Sardocker attack. Uh, unpacking in the Great Hall. Oh, that sounds that sounds occult. Yeah, I mean that's 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 like uh, that's the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> In oh, the Great uh, Hall, the Anakin unpacks the Beast Raban and the boys. Oh, the Beast Raban isn't Sting. The Beast Raban is the son, is the the gross son. Yeah, right. Okay, that's I knew I wasn't that confused because I remember yeah. like why would he be called the Beast if he's like the sexiest man that's ever lived? Right, right. <laughs> and Sting in that movie is foxy. He he is, and he has that fight scene where he takes his shirt yes. off. Uh, farewell to Caladan, crushed by a giant worm. Now, if that's not a cult. Raban on the bridge. My blade will finish you. Okay, so here's Sting and Paul Atreides fighting. Yes, with the uh, the uh, knife. The knives are the uh, teeth of the sandworm. Yeah, the Chris, Chris, Chris knife. Yes. And then finally, the Harkonnen animal, which is Sting. Yes. Looking really well. Like he's got the best hair. Um, let me let me just say that uh, I apologize. Uh, for, for the, let's talk about occult stuff. Boy, did I <laughs> no, thought, these are I, cool. I thought these cards are cool, but I thought they were definitely there'd be some kind of occultism on them. There is not. <laughs> well, I was thinking there, there, it might uh, it might trigger some memories of different things. But I wanted to bring up like uh, so one of the things that that is going on in Dune is um, is the the spice melange. Yes, which uh, melange means spice in French. That was super creative. Well, wait, let's. Uh, I was um, confused about that. Um, I thought melange meant like a, a mix of spices. Oh, maybe it does. I don't know. I don't speak French. No, but I thought a melange of something meant like things mixed together. Is Isn't that, that not... a menagerie? No. All right. Well, in any case, in Dune, the the spice melange, yeah. which comes from the planet Dune and is produced by the worms. That's in what this... the planet Arrakis. Arrakis. Dune, <laughs> yeah. the desert planet. Now that would be I, if 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 I had had enough time ahead of time, I, I should have put that soundbite on on my board. Here. Well, if I'm ever back here, I'm going to have a bunch of sound effects on my phone. I'll plug it into your board. And... Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, the spice gives uh, different people different powers, or different classes of people different powers. So you have, um, and it's super addictive. So you have like the. Uh, the guild spacers, the guild pilots, yeah. who are mutated into these big, weird, blubbery things. In the movie, they're like these weird, like porpoise people who live in big tanks. Yeah, floating, floating tanks that have like a gas spice, mm-hmm. like gas melange. Yeah, and it gives them not only like clairvoyance, but the ability to bend space. So space and time are kind of bent around them. Yeah, the idea is that the only way that you can travel faster than light or your know, warp warp speed or whatever the terminology is in, in the Duneverse is uh, <laughs> is you need to take them along to be able to see far enough in the future to pilot the ship. Yeah. So the spice being the most important thing in the universe as far as trade is concerned because mm-hmm. you can't tra- it, it would be like um, uh, if, if uh, you needed 
you know, like you needed to fill the ocean before you get you to trade it with the new world. It's like, right. yeah, if you must you must get the, uh, the the water must flow. Yeah, because like, one of the one of the um, characteristics of the spice is uh, precognition, like it, or they call it uh, prescience or prescience. Prescience. In, yeah. Prescience. Yeah. I like prescience. Is it prescience? Well, prescience is. I mean, in like. In the world we live in, that's the word. Like, well, I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, oh, that, like I didn't mean I said, that sarcastically. The I meant... first time I read that word, I was a kid and I didn't know how to say it. No, but I, I, I did not mean that sarcastically. I mean, um, in the Fortean uh, study of the of the paranormal, that's how you, but as I was saying before with uh, with Frank Herbert, is I think a lot of his words are just chosen to be so. What how it's pronounced in the world of Dune, you one hundred percent could be correct. Yeah, that's you true. Know, because he did like you're saying with Melange. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's like yeah, he just chose that word that has. Yeah, that's not like Who the knows? French can't see the future. Like, <laughs> or do maybe we they know can. that for sure? That's true. I, I, mean, I don't know that for sure. I don't. I don't I've know. never asked. I I'd be interested in interviewing a Frenchman, French person about. Yeah, we have the to future. learn French though. I think that there are French people who speak English. Uh, there's. I don't know. There, okay, you get to learn French. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, um, uh, but parlez-vous français? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so the so the spice or so the the guild pilots, yes, they take enough spice to be able to see the future, but the process has mutated them into these weird giant space slugs. Which and I don't they remember that even, being in the books that much. I think though. it was the, in the book. It talks about them being sort of like warped and stunted and and that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't think I, I more mean like I don't think they were floating around in. I don't think they were like slugs. I think they were just fucked up looking humans in the book. I think so too. Yeah, but the so so you know the the recurring theme in the book is that uh, gaining these powers or or taking spice in general. Uh, messes you up in some way so yeah. and everybody else who takes a spice if they take it enough their eyeballs turn totally blue yes so they get blue on blue eyes and that's something that sort of uh recurs throughout the book uh and in in television adaptations and the movies and stuff it's always just sort of like a blue glow but that's not how i read it in the book in the book it sounded like their eyes were just solid blue that's the way that I read it as well. So this is one of the critiques that level that Brian, I keep saying Brian Herbert, uh, Frank Herbert, is so there's some racial issues. And there is a way to read Dune that some people on the far right have read Dune. Oh, no. And you can see that the people that have the power of having blue eyes. Eh. Uh, yeah, you can see where the... It's, well, yeah. and also the whole, as we referenced in the later books, it turns out that the 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 class of people that are secretly controlling the universe, they turned out they're Aryans. Well, well no, Jewish. Jewish. Oh. Well, no, but I mean, it, it, I'm not saying this is the way that the man wrote the book. But that's but the, kind of that's a mixed up. Well, it's not because they fucked the whole thing up. I mean, they they were they were holding back the Messiah so they could control it. Except yeah. in the book. It's the Bene Gesserit who want to control the Messiah, and yeah. they've, they've. Well, that's the idea. Well, no, but that's that's what I'm yeah. saying. The the wrong thinking, you know, white nationalists yeah. are saying that the Jews were holding back. Ugh. You know, yeah, they're the secret. But I mean, I, I don't mean to be like, um, you know, like overly, you know, kind of uh, controversial here. But I mean, if we're going to talk about the occult, in, in there, this there's a lot of issues with this stuff that go hand in hand with it that oh, we kind of like wipe our hands with a little bit because. Like, I mean, anybody of the, like, the Blavatsky, which I n- never pronounce her name right, but tradition, like, there's yeah. a lot of that's gross. I mean, that's where Hitler got his ideas from. I mean, <laughs> I think I've, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but, you know, I was, when I was uh, teaching Kabbalah, I was using um, 
Dion Fortune's Mystical Kabbalah. Yeah. Uh, and the first time I was teaching the class, I was kind of like reading along, and there's like some really racist shit in there. And I oh, remember really? seeing that yeah. and being like, well, I guess I'm ditching this book. I'm not going to yeah. teach out of this again. Like, how do you even, how do you even deal? It, 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 I mean, it, it's so pervasive in so much like white people occultism from that, from, you know, before, I mean, it, it's still happening. It's yeah. just, it's. Well, I mean, everywhere. I think it's pervasive. I, I think the, the entire, you have to be selective about the messages you, you, you take you know yeah. with you like we've, we've i think i forget if we've talked about it on the oh am i off the mic that bad i think a little bit yeah. oh no I saw, oh okay um so like, i think i forget if we talked about it on on the show before but i you know i've i've had the masons and women thing that mm-hmm. that, that that is a prickle for me um but there's like any like kind of occult group or anything there's always like the concept of the other and the initiated few mm-hmm. which is something i think can be beautiful but boy is that you you pervert that the tiniest little bit and it turns into lately i've been reading a lot of conspiracy theories on reddit where is this coming from and every single one comes back to this really gross like in 2020 now officially like anti-semitic stuff it's like this is fucking weird like but anyway but this is going back to dune i think it's kind of a lot of people in the discussion of dune have this as a you know kind of a an overlay as mm-hmm. you know it's being it's getting claimed by kind of creepy you know that really bugs know. me and really disappoints me um yeah well i guess that's something that people should watch out for especially if they listen to this episode and they're like i'm gonna go look at more dune stuff if you come across a website about dune that has a black background with green text it's probably some sort of freaky all right conspiracy theory yeah and it's not and it's not dune's fault like I think Frank Herbert, like if you actually read the text, it's mm-hmm. pretty progressive for someone writing in the what sixties or fifties, sixties, sixties. Yeah, like he's like I mean again the 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 Lido plan to to eliminate rape from the mm-hmm. human consciousness, pretty good, good yeah. idea. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. like that's not like that's not bad. And he was bringing he was actually bringing a lot of like new age and alternative spiritual uh, stuff into kind of like mainstream. I mean the Dune yeah. books were were pretty popular. Um, and, uh, I want to go back to, so there's this idea of, uh, uh, prescience, you know, being able to see the future, but then there's also that seeing the past that happens through sort of like the gaining of the memories of people before you. Yeah. And that happens, um, in multiple ways. So first of all, there's the Bene Gesserit doing it with their, uh, you know, drinking the water of life and gaining all of the female lineage memories. But then, um, when Paul Atreides, the main character of Dune, when he drinks the water of life, he also he gains both the past vision and the future vision. And in fact, by the last book that he's in, his eyes have been burned out by like an atomic bomb, and he um, he exists in a world where he only sees the future using his psychic powers and not his actually his actual eyeball powers. Yeah, which we all have. Yes, I mean we do. I mean, yeah. like photons enter our brain and we convert it into a way to like walk through the world. That's some fucking superpower. I know. I know. Everybody who's learned how to read has a weird ass superpower. Um, and then, uh, but then in the later books, uh, the Duncan Idaho Gola in, uh, I can't remember if this happens in heretics or chapter house. He goes through the sex addiction ritual with one of the returning Bene Gesserit. I can't remember what they 
end up being called. Are those and, the fish speakers, or is that from the earlier books? No, the fish speakers are the. Oh no, that's that's Leto's guard. Oh, maybe. Who are, are the people from Ix who um, who uh, clone who make the Golas? The Tleilaxu. That's, that's right. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well remembered. I was never going to get that one. I was like, yeah. it was a weird word that was hard to say. Tleilaxu. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different people, and and not all of them use Milan. Not all of them use the spice, but but the spice is sort of like an essential element of so many things. And the Gola thing is interesting because it turns out that they can take uh, cells, uh, create a Gola of an individual or this sort of like super space clone, and then through some sort of like triggering mechanism. Uh, regain all of that person's memories. Yeah. So basically, the Tleilaxu have invented this form of immortality. Um, and there's this whole thing in in one of those books where one of the one of the main characters, who's a Tleilaxu, uh, has uh, this hidden package that has uh, genetic material from like you know Paul Atreides and his mom and his dad and like all the stuff that they've been sort of passing around or keeping and preserving. For ten thousand years or something, um, but so when when the Duncan Idaho Gola, who's who's sort of like the Gola of a Gola of a Gola of a Gola, going back since you know the beginning of the series, um, he, when he goes through the 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 sex ritual, uh, he gains all of his previous Gola memories. Every single Duncan Idaho memory comes back to him. Yeah, um, and he also gains. And then there's another character. Oh, geez. Everybody starts getting superpowers. Well, I mean, so end. that's what I was going to say. Like, I think the occult stuff, we should probably focus more on the, I mean, finish your thought, but I mean, like, yeah. I think the occult kind of stuff kind of happens in the Paul and yeah. early Leto stories, because then it turns a little bit more sci-fi. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of stuff about, like, uh, controlling your emotions and controlling your reactions and having sort of, like, more awareness of, you know, th- there's that there's that line that the Bene Gesserit draw between being an animal and being a human where you stick your hand in the magic box and there's the gum jabbar and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's like, the, uh, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear yeah. is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will per- permit it to pass it over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. But I mean, that is some like deep mysticism shit uh, of the idea of passing through like the veil or whatever you want to call it, which in like multiple mystical traditions have that mm-hmm. and then finding the concept of I on the other side. Yeah. It's a, it's like a mantra that um, when you read it, it sounds really uh, inspirational that in the book, it's sort of like this mantra that's supposed to put you into this, this mystical state or this special mental state where fear isn't even a real thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, that's definitely occultish. Yeah. Well, I mean, the idea is 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 passing through. I mean, it's any it's an initiatory experiences when passing through the fear state. So if you do like any kind of shamanic journey where you do the uh, or any of the kind of uh, you go underground and face death, the uh, mm-hmm. memento mori kind of concept. Well, I mean, not memento mori, but you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, anything that involves a psychopomp, you do that thing, you come out the other side and look back and you see, well, that is the I am. That is the thing that went through the path instead yeah. of like the story you tell yourself, which is very much what goes on in Dune is the story of Messiah versus the Messiah. And then the interesting concept in Dune, and I don't know, I mean, I guess the occult aspect of it is a Messiah that says no. Yeah. Because Paul achieves Godhead and says, I can't do this. And he's, I, he's almost like, he he says he won't do it. Yeah, well, that's what he did. And and Leto, his son, sees the path that Paul saw and went through with it. 
but Paul just knew it was too horrible. They could yeah. not. And it's, I mean, a God that says no, or a Messiah that says no is, I mean, I guess it's not, I think a lot of, you know, the hero's journey, you say no once and then usually you complete it, but it's interesting to have your son complete it for you. Yeah. And not only, and not, and it's, well, I guess his son is him because he has all of his memories. So it's actually not that weird. Well, eventually he does, yeah. but he doesn't start off that way. He goes through the transformation. He merges with the sandworms and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh no, early on though. No, when, when him, him and his sister are born with Paul's memory, like oh, when Lido, remember right. when Lido's a little kid, he starts talking to his parents. It's like, yeah, I remember you. Like, I remember, uh-huh. like, I'm also your husband. Like, like, which is the creepiest little thing of four year old kid and it's, and his twin sister. Yeah. Uh, uh, Genna, I think is his sister. Um, uh, we're, you know, talking to the mother. He's like, yeah, I remember being your husband. Yeah. Like, don't, you, you can't talk to me like I'm a four year old, which is, that's going to be the creepiest thing in the universe. To it hear. does. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting. Like, uh, uh, a big part of the Dune mythos is initiation, right? So it's all of these different yeah. initiations. So the, the, the fear box or the Gom Jabbar is an initiation, the drinking of the water of life is an initiation. The uh, the transformation into you know uh, Atreides godhead thing is an initiation, um, and a lot of these initiations end up producing sort of like superhumans or or people who aren't uh, they they always end up being alien, you know. So they're they're no longer people that you can react to normally, and like the Bene Gesserit. Uh, and the guild navigators are really good examples of this because both of them are groups of people who have gone through a sort of transformation yeah. that has ga- granted them like additional wisdom or additional insight. And through that, they become things that are sort of like feared and held apart from society. Well, that goes to the like the kind of the dualism that's happening there is interesting. So the Bene Gesserit are things that can, are people that can only look backwards. Uh-huh. I mean, they're planning forward. Their whole thing is planning, but they can only see backwards. They're, right. They're, the guild are the people that can only see forwards. Yeah. They don't have the backwards. And, and then Paul is the one that's supposed to unite the two, like being the grand uniter. Right. And But that goes with the male and female thing. It's like this entire thing is trying to find the yin and the yang. So what what we also miss here, too, is really interesting um, it being so futuristic. is So in the world of Dune, when we live in it, there was a thing called the Butlerian Jihad. Yeah. Which is when the basically the computers became sentient and we fought back to the point that they don't have computers anymore. Like they have computers oh in is, quotes. Is Dune a sequel to Terminator? Uh yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh I I think um Skynet, they're kind of they're like you know, like Google to Yahoo, it's Skynet to but Butler. Butler. No, just Butler. Butler. Uh, yeah, it was, it was Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves is the Butlerian <laughs> Jihad. Oh, God. It's, yes. Oh, I, we figured it out. So Jeeves uh, took on uh, a radical Islam mm-hmm. uh, and then <laughs> took over took over the universe. And But, like, not non-jokingly, um, we're in a post... Um, uh, what's the word that uh, uh, fearmongers say when the... Um, when, um, when AI becomes alive? The singularity? Singularity. Right? Yeah. They were in a post-singularity world, but also post-anti-singularity. So the singularity happens, and then they fought back and won. Right. And now they're in this world where they have to go back to the, the in quotes, human roots of mm-hmm. how to live in an advanced universe. And it's sort of... Um, and they they replace computers with... With the guild, yeah. Yeah. But also they have, like, the Mentats... So oh, yeah, that's right. yeah the Mentats computers. are like these human computers, yeah. And the Mentats also use spice, don't they? I can't remember. I remember there's this whole thing about them having like stained lips. 
but I don't remember if that's from the spice or not. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna say they do, but I don't. I don't remember that well. But it's an interesting thing. But I mean, that's a, that's a kind of a cult concept too. Of in in the world that we live in, like so we've we've been in a a post internet world, a post popular internet world for um twenty years ish. When when did the oh. internet get popular? Ninety six, maybe. So that's that's yeah twenty. Yeah. 20 something years ago. Occultism hasn't brought, there's not a lot of digital occultism. There's a lot of occultism yeah. on the internet, but there's not a lot of digital occultism. It is like, we are kind of, that's we, all occultists still have candles. Right. And I right. think there's an interesting thing with Dune that's kind of speaking to that of like, after the, after the, after the internet becomes sentient and we fight it back, they go back to the powers of the mental. They go back yeah. to the powers of humanity, which is kind of what we're doing of, Mm-hmm. candles on an Eric has a candle burning on the table right now yeah like this is this is occultism almost this is referencing this is holding humanity as sovereign <laughs> over computers by having this burning I mean honestly I put that candle on the table because there's no lamp on that side of the room but yeah I mean but it's part of it though I mean why don't we have more digital you know occultism I don't know I mean I try yeah. I try to add digital occultism in and people uh, you know, I mean, uh, when we did the ritual in Lad's edition, I used um, LED candles, yeah. but those are still like modern technology imitating, imitating, yeah, old technology. But, but also, so the last episode we did together uh, on the AlexCast, AlexCast dot com. Uh, <laughs> I think this is on your feed as well. But I, I bought that Nintendo game where we right. did a, a digital tower reading. Yeah, but at no point did we really give it a thought of this is going to be a real tower reading, but. Why is that any less legitimate than randomizing cards with our human hands? I don't think it is. Actually, this is something that came up uh, when I did the live episode with uh, Coleman Stevenson, and um, somebody asked her about that sort of stuff, and she was talking about using uh, tarot apps. Yeah. Uh, And I use a tarot app to do a daily card of the day now. In fact, it's always ready. When my alarm goes off in the morning and I wake up and I look at my phone and I'm like, your card of the day is blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I do use that sort of stuff. I think that it maybe isn't taken very seriously by a lot of occultists, but I I find it to be useful. I mean, I think it's useful, but I I mean, maybe it's just, you know, this could be... I'm falling into the thing that I'm discussing, and I think this goes... I mean, and this is directly talked about Dune by not talking about Dune, but in that we did a Nintendo game, like, you know, Mancy. We we yeah. did something that's supposed to be fortune-telling, but at no point did we think, or at least in the discussion, it's not like we took it seriously at any point. Yeah, we, we joked about it. Well, while we do joke when we do tarot on the show, which we've, yeah. we've played with tarot cards before, but there is a different kind of... There's a different kind of seriousness to it even if we're kidding it's like oh we're kidding about a thing that we hold serious but the second mm-hmm. it becomes digital it stops being serious and it's interesting that dune has this reactionary post digital thing because i mean he's writing at a time that computers and the world is starting to become digital he you know, writes in a post digital world that's a, that's kind of interesting too because when he was writing dune there was no real sense that computers were going to take everything over. There was still even like lots of naysayers who were like, oh, no, computers aren't going to go anywhere. This is like hobbyist crap or this is like, you know. No, but I think in the sci-fi of the time there was. And that's what we have to look yeah, at, not real people. Not to true. say the sci-fi writers aren't real people, but like you have to keep in mind he's a, he's a pulp sci-fi writer at the time. And those stories started to be, you know, the computer that was or, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or like uh, Isaac Asimov's. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, know, he's. Positronic brain. Yeah, he's, or, he's of the same era as Asimov. I mean, yeah. they're writing at the same time. Right. Know? Oh, and I mean, we can't discount like Heinlein's, um, you know, uh, 
you know, Revolt on the Moon or whatever that was called, where there's like the supercomputer that oh, runs yeah, everything. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess there was a lot of thought of computers becoming bigger and powerful and more sentient. Um, so, and that, I guess that is a really interesting thing, you know, that, because uh, he talks about one of the reasons that the, uh, that the guild navigators are so important is because they can, they can't necessarily do the calculations, but they can intuit the right thing to do. Yeah. And which are things that computers just would, would have to be there to do instead of humans. Yeah. Which I think is part of the kind of, I don't want to use the term occult, but I mean, it's all kind of part of the same package, but the, the mysticism. Yeah. Of I it. think so too. Because, you know, it's also going back to like, you know, you're a Mason where a lot of the, the reference points are old things. Like, not to say, like, you know, it's out of date or whatever, but, like, I mean, your reference points are older, like, this is part of a tradition. Right. Which is an interesting thing, because if, if, if as a cultist we're using something as a tool, why would we keep using old tools? I totally agree. I think that... It's an interesting... So, I mean, to me, I think maybe because old tools work, but, like... Old tools work, but, yeah. you know, new tools work better. You know, I mean, yes. how many... Uh, recently, I was in an antique store with a person who is, like... 10, 15 years younger than me or something like that. And there was, uh, you know, one of those old hand crank drills? Yeah. Like a, a hand drill. And they were like, what is this thing? Like, you've never seen a drill? Like, this is a drill? I was like, uh... It's, and so, yeah, yeah, like, old tools work, but new tools work better. And sometimes new, tool, new tools work so much better that we don't even worry about the old tools anymore. Yeah. And it, it, the, so Dune is interesting because they've gone to the point of that the new tools took over that went back to the old <laughs> tools and having... Like having to figure out what works. It's kind of like a hyper mysticism of like actually using instead of like coming out the other side and realizing the only way we can progress as a race instead of it being weirdos like us being occultists. Yeah. It would have to be like everybody. Like everybody, everybody needs would to be have an to occultist. be yeah, because that's the only way like we you, can't have computers. You anymore. have to trust uh, remote viewers and you have to trust people who can see the future. Yeah, if you, you take the trust... internet away, how the fuck do we we the, the we can't have a world this complicated without instantaneous communication and the only other way to do that is you know remote viewing <laughs> how are you gonna how are you gonna navigate without google maps yeah i mean what do you what do you, what do you have some kind of some kind of printed out map bound <laughs> but but i mean as far as like the world collapses without it so them trying to find a new way to do it and finding this mystical i mean essentially they just they they did a bunch of acid and went oh we could do acid and go through space that's how we you know. i feel like that's kind of real life yeah, if everybody did it, I mean, I think there probably would be a. I mean, there's a, there's a movements going on all around the world right now of legalization of of mushrooms. Oh yeah, to, because they aid in you know psychological healing, and that's they do. It's one to but that's one to one with Dune. I mean, that's what they're doing. Except you know, in Dune, if you're a man and do it, you're gonna die unless you're Paul Atreides. Yeah, I feel like uh, something that would probably have really uh, informed our conversation is maybe some biographical information on Frank Herbert because I I know almost nothing about his life. Uh I don't either. I um I would the only so I disagree with that statement only for this is I hate knowing things about my writers and my artists. Really? I th I think only bad things can come of it. Um so my two examples off the top of my head are Kerouac and Bukowski. Oh god. Kerouac turns into an old shitty republican drunk that ended up reliving with his mom. He became he's just a he he he's terrible. He's yeah. a gross, terrible person that died. Like just every just blech, just a blech <laughs> of the end of his life. And Bukowski is this shitty baby man. Like I watched this. Um, oh God, he's all. I mean, you've seen. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen Barfly. 
Oh yeah. Well, there's this documentary about him. At one point he, he falls back on his couch and starts wheel kicking in the air like a baby at his girlfriend because of like something she said, (sighs) but like literally it's just his baby. And it's just like, Oh, this is, I can't, I can't, do okay, this. point taken. I'm glad that we don't have biographical yeah, information and, on Frank Herbert. I mean, Frank Herbert could be a fucking saint for all I know, but like I like learned be, my but... lesson because like it's it's re- like because I loved Kerouac. I like his writing was so influential on me, but like it, I can't read him because it's in the back of my head. It's like oh, he's just some old drunk guy dead in the ground in Lowell, Massachusetts. Like uh... you just you got you became an old curmudgeon, and that I feel like how can I take you? It's like when people uh, have um, who's that infinite jest guy. Oh, uh, Paul Foster Case? No, no, no. J- Infinite Jest is... Wallace. Uh, John, Wallace. Something Wallace. Yeah, three-name Wallace. Yeah. Uh, old three-name Wallace. But when like, people have quotes about him, like, how to live your best life, it's like, he killed him. Like, you can't have quotes about how to be, like, do your, like, hey, live your best life by a guy that off himself when he's 40. That, <laughs> that's not the way it works. It's like, Kerouac, it's hard to take, like, this, like, how to live your best life, where it's like, well, my best life ends up an old, drunk Republican in Lowell, Mass... Nothing against Republicans, yeah. but... Everything you right, Okay, let's let's go back to Dune. No, let's go back to republicanism. No, 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 I'm kidding. No, 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 Let's let's wrap this episode up. I want to ask your opinion first. Like, yes. so far, how has your experience been recording with this particular piece of hardware? Uh, the piece of hardware is good, uh, other than other than the the sound thing through these headphones, which I think might be a hallucinated. No, it's not. I, I have very good hearing. It's one of the only things that isn't broken about. Um, no, no, this looks great. I love that. That's a soundboard. This is all fantastic. I am very, I am, I am very jealous of the, this whole thing. It is lovely. Here is my only things that I would change. Is in, the table sucks. It's well, the the table's fine. If if I were f- six inches shorter, this table would be great. I have the same. So this is a yeah. The, I I need to definitely work on the accoutrements in here but uh it's it's been it, it's it's fun though it's good no no it's it, it's it's delightful i like this room a lot uh now that now that i've been in here twice I'm, I'm a fan this whole setup is 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 delightful uh there's there's nothing everything's good and there's a little ceramic viking head yes yes there is zardoz <laughs> uh okay well then why don't you tell the audience where they can find you on the internet in case they somehow don't know at this point. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, my podcast is the Alex Cast. Um, it's two X's. Oh yeah, Alex with two X's. Um, and I'm the co-host of John and Alex Hate Stuff. Alex with two X's, John with an H. And just anywhere on the internet, I, I exist. Yeah, it's really yeah, easy. AlexCast.com. I'm very easy to find. Yeah, All right, cool. Just, just look around. Well, thanks for joining me, Alex. Uh, I look forward to having you on the podcast again sometime. Yes. Okay, Thank you, have, you have Eric. To, this is experimental where I'm going to do this sort of fade out thing where we should talk. We should have like some small talk. Oh, oh wait, no, can I do this? Oh, no, sports I'm falling thing. down the sports a hole. Thing was so oh, amazing. Jesus, I love sports. Thank you for listening to the Arnamancy podcast. You can find me online at arnamancy.com where you can schedule a tarot reading or peruse the Arnamancy blog. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. 
If you like this podcast, support it for just $1 a month through Patreon at patreon.com slash Arnimanson.